What's going on, youth workers? Paul Turner here from the DiscipleProject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry Motion podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. So glad to be with you. If you're brand new here, thank you for stopping by. I appreciate you checking it out. And if you're a regular, as always, I appreciate your attention. And uh, I don't know what it's like where you are, but it is rainy and cold right here in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, I am sensing chicken noodle soup in my future. I don't know, are you a fan of chicken noodle? Is that your favorite soup? I think my favorite soup is clam chowder. I do love a good clam chowder. All right, are you getting hungry yet? Because I am. Uh, Hopefully you're hungry for a good episode today because today uh, I am sharing an interview that I was asked to do with another podcast called First Century Youth Ministry. It's hosted by Mark Schaffer and Heather Kiros. And they are some wonderful people who asked me on to talk about talk about administration and talk about being organized. Can you imagine that? And uh, what they offer in this podcast, and I encourage you, I'll put a link down in the show notes. What they really offer in their podcast is they take a first century look at youth ministry and you know what the Bible is really saying about leading and guiding teenagers. And I think it's a fascinating, fascinating podcast. I encourage you strongly to go over there and subscribe. And by the way, that reminds me, if you're not subscribed to this podcast, please go ahead and do so. Whatever, whatever you're on, whether you're listening through SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever you're at, hit that subscribe button and you'll get episodes like this on a regular basis. So that's that. Uh, before we jump into the episode, I do want to tell you that it's still January. Did you know it's still January? And it is still uh, a great opportunity for you to go ahead and get the Youth Ministry Playbook. It is jam-packed with all kinds of forms and calendars and worksheets and stuff that you need to be organized. It is critical that you be organized. If you're not organized, some people are going to let you know that you're not organized, that being your pastor and parents and, yes, even students, that if you're not organized, if you don't have a plan going forward, uh, that is going to come up on your radar. And so I want you to avoid all those emails and discussions and all those things and just be organized and say, you know what, I'm going to be organized. I'm going to have my stuff together so that I can have an effective youth ministry and so that creativity through the Holy Spirit can have its place and uh, offer some great ideas amidst the structure you create. So I'll put a link down in the description below. Be sure to check it out for yourself. And uh, one other thing, I do have a new series out. I'll talk more about this in another episode, but I do have a brand new series out that I've written called Challenge Accepted. And it is a four-week series that deals with the yeses and the noes that Jesus got and how to help your young people accept the challenge of following Jesus. I'll put a link down there below. I'll explain more on another episode. So for right now, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode where uh, the wonderful Mark and Heather interview me about organization. So Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. So um, so Paul, in your um, playbook and you know, as a former athlete myself, I always like it when I say former because it's definitely former. <laughs> Amen. All those old youth pastors out there. Come on. Um, That's actually part of the reason I'm a youth pastor. When I play sports with middle schoolers, it is so good for my Mm self-esteem. I'm just saying. Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I don't think I ever blocked a shot until I became a youth pastor. Should (laughs) we move on? 
We shall. Okay. <laughs> so, so Paul, a lot of youth pastors feel unprepared and overwhelmed by administrative tasks, especially if they started in a youth ministry role or something like that. So, or even maybe some longtime youth pastors who, you know, Mark kind of alluded to, we, at times we kind of fly by the seat of our pants. So what are some really good, awesome first steps that a youth pastor could t- start taking today to help bring more structure and order into their ministry that would bring about more fruit? Uh, well, I love that because that's a deep dive question. And I love deep dive questions like that. And the first rule that I ever learned was either you fill your calendar or somebody else will. If, if you're waiting around, if you if you have a blank calendar and either people see that or you're, you're just unsure of what to do, then those dates or whatever you have is open. So those that you need to fill your calendar as a youth worker, fill your calendar with your family events first, hmm. uh, your church events second, and then your youth events third, because then nothing is going to get lost in the mix. You're putting priorities on those things that you're going to put on your calendar. So if you put in your family, whether that's birthday parties, anniversaries, uh, you know, special gatherings, vacation, by the way, youth pastors put that on the calendar uh, so that, you know, people know when you're leaving uh, and things like that. So yeah, you have to fill your calendar. Otherwise you are at the mercy of other people's calendars. If some people don't have their stuff planned, they want to take that stuff and put it on your calendar. But if your calendar is already filled, <laughs> you can say, uh, hey, sorry, that's that's already done. I, I can't, uh, you know, I can't change that. That's a super good practical step. Just organize your own life in general to start with. That's great. You sound like my mom. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> your, mom, your mom's a smart lady. That's She's right. very smart. And I love that because it's like, you know, if you don't fill up, your day, like a day of a week, someone asks you, you know, do you want to go to lunch? Do you want to get coffee? And you don't have a good excuse, right? And exactly, you extend it to your calendar. It's the same thing. Oh, of course. Yeah. If you, if it, you know, there's, there's things that you're going to want to put on there specifically because you know, somebody's going to ask you to do something. Sometimes you just want to fill it just yeah. so that you don't, you can answer a, a person that you know, who, who is always in crisis mode, who comes to you because they don't do their calendar. So they expect your calendar to be as free as their calendar. And sure. so, yeah. so if you uh, need to fill that up just to go ahead and kind of, kind of block that other person, if you will, and say, Hey, uh, listen, my, my calendar is full. So, uh, you know, there's certain things I'm, I'm just not going to be able to do for you. Uh, just, just to be able to answer that person, maybe, but other things like whether you want to go to a board meeting, or do you want to, you know, do other things? And, and you're yeah. like, nope, can't, yeah. can't do it. Sure. I like that. You're able to say, because I've said yes to this and this, I have to say no to this. And there's clear evidence of it, right? It's oh, good. yeah. It's on your account. You can show them on your phone. You can show them in, in your My Youth Ministry playbook that you carry around with you. Like I'm holding it right here. I know you can't see it. But um, yeah. if you're holding it in your hand, I mean, people see that you have a playbook that you actually are walking around with. Uh, and you can show them and say, no, that, that date's full. I'm sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good, Paul. I like that. That's a really good first practical step. So like if a youth pastor was up against some roadblocks when it comes to wanting to really implement a more structured life, you know, what are some of those things that you often see kind of pop up and what are some ways forward for that youth pastor? 
Right. And when I, and when I explain this too, these are things that I uh, have not mastered per se, but that I have suffered from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's also yeah. not filling my calendar and those things. So I, I have not mastered anything just, just, just from a point of view of experience. Pain um, is your teacher. <laughs> it's very stoic. Well, there you go. Uh, the things that I see, at least the things that I've experienced is, is number yeah. one, the pressure to please others. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will change things so that you can just, you know, and I've had people ask, you know, when is it, when is it okay to say no? And I say all the time, you yeah. can say no whenever you like, you don't have to change everything for the sake of everybody else uh, right. to, to, to put yourself at a disadvantage. And I know we have the mentality like, well, Paul, we're supposed to be servants. Well, you know what? God said, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, you got to show yourself some love. You got to show your calendar some love. You got to show your, you got to show your own space. Give yourself, you know, uh, you know, show me somebody who's burning the candle on both ends and I'll show you somebody who's, who's about to burn out Yeah, um, because they've yeah. not, they, they're so busy trying to please other people uh, that they are at a disadvantage uh, from, from an emotional um, well level, you know, that their levels are really low in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I see too, is that there's, uh, there's, analysis paralysis, right? That they, they think so hard about what they're supposed to do, or they're mm. so overwhelmed by the task yeah. at hand, they don't put anything down on the calendar. They don't, yeah. they're just frozen. And they're, 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 I mean, they're asking their kids, well, what do you guys want to do? And I just have a newsflash for you guys. Your students don't know what they want. They'll tell you a, a month, you know, in advance, they'll say, Hey, we want to do this. And then when you schedule it, and they don't sign up, you are in beside yourself. But you guys said that you wanted to do this and now you don't want to do it and you didn't sign up. Well, yeah, that's, you know, if you're, if you're crowdsourcing, you know, from your kids and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with asking your students to do that. But if you have a plan, you know, that's, you know, that's going forward that you're saying, look, I'm going to put these things on the calendar and then we kind of work into it and those things that's, you know, uh, in other words, put something on the calendar, make it firm. Uh, you know, don't um, uh, don't change it all the time. Don't uh, or freeze up, you know, and, and just don't put anything uh, and just sure. kind of hope that your kids come up with good ideas. That really speaks to the heart of our show, too, where we've challenged youth pastors that when you're young and you want your kids to like you, mm-hmm. a lot of times you function more as a peer than as a, yeah. a leader. And that's not that's not discipleship. That's not where you want to be. Uh, A discipler of students says, what are the formative moments and events that I can create and blocks them out ahead of time as painstaking as it it might be. Right. That's like when Heather was saying, um, when we talked about the birth of Jesus, like what if you were highly intentional about understanding the Jewish festivals and showing it to your kids in a creative way so that they're doing something communal but they're also really growing in their understanding of scripture in the world of Jesus. Only someone that plans ahead could do that. Right, yeah. Heather? You, you can't That's pull right. that off like last minute. No, you can't. And I actually did that. I taught that to my students on Sunday and I legit had a kid come up to me after Sunday school and say, thank you for teaching that. And I was like, that That's awesome. Yeah. But anyways, that's amazing. That's beside the point. But that's, that's such a good uh, point, Paul. There's, you know, a lot of our issues um, Roblox are really based in insecurity yeah, and to, and to what Mark said, too, in the book, in the Youth Ministry Playbook, I have an article called yeah. The 11 Most Important Weeks in Youth Ministry. 
if you believe in what is called the Pareto principle, that 20% does 80% of the work, then if 20% of the people in your church probably carry 80% of the tithe, if, you know, 20% of your your youth group does 80% of the leading, then Mm -hmm. it's fair to say that 20% of your calendar uh, does 80% of the work as far as your planning and as far as those things. So uh, that comes down to about 11 weeks and, you know, you detail those weeks, right? I, for me, some of those weeks include the week before camp, you know, mm-hmm. the week after camp, uh, yeah. the, the, the week of graduation, right? The week before summer ends, right? There's these key weeks that give you momentum or give you an opportunity to celebrate or, you know, one of those 11, 11 most important weeks is your vacation week. It's your time off. That's a critical uh, point for you, um, you know, that has to be on, has to make it on there. So, yeah, there's there's definitely uh, what Mark is saying about intention is uh, super important to do. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So kind of our final question here. And if people are curious to know more what Paul's talking about, definitely check out that youth ministry playbook. He really spells it out super well there. But, you know, what is administration? What is structure? What is a calendar? have to do with the importance of discipleship and loving students? Everything. Uh, because when you think of, say, uh, the Last Supper, well, somebody was in charge of that. <laughs> Amen. Somebody <laughs> had to get the room ready, right? The scripture says somebody, the room was prepared. Sure. They had to get the room prepared. They had to get the bread. Somebody had to get all the wine. Somebody, all that had, that didn't just happen. It was prepared yeah. for them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and in that, think about this, that if the disciples more than likely had their hand in it, but they forgot a foot washer. <laughs> Somebody was supposed to be in charge of the foot washing, <laughs> right? And nobody, nobody did it. Uh, and so, you know, Jesus says, okay, I'll do it. And so he goes then, and, and then we have a great uh, lesson that Jesus teaches us about servanthood. And so, you know, administrative things, you know, we think about, you know, Jesus uh, riding into town on a donkey. And, you know, the, he tells the disciples, go tell the man I, I have need of it. And that's my philosophy of youth ministry, that if I want something, I just go take it. And they ask me later and I say, well, the Lord had need of it. And uh, uh, the Lord had need of it. So I had to take that. Out of the me. dread pirate youth pastor code. That's right. <laughs> the Lord had need of it, and so yeah. So I so once again, there's administrative things that have uh, that happen all the time, and doing that, um, you know, you the administrative part of discipleship is that you take care of those things first, so that you create, uh, uh, so you can prioritize people over program. That's, hmm. that's the thing. Sometimes you're so bogged down in the program and in yeah. the administrative things because you didn't get it done soon enough. Wow. Now you don't have – I'll just give you a typical midweek night. You yeah. find a youth pastor running around doing all kinds of things, making sure the mm-hmm. computer's working, turning on the, the music, you know, setting up the chairs, and has very little time yeah. to spend with students. That's a great yes. point. People who – you know, student leaders – and when yeah. that administrative stuff doesn't doesn't happen, uh, it blocks off the relational things that you could be doing. But because you didn't prepare, whether that's game materials, whether that's you're creating for yourself the the the, the creative space 
for relational things by doing yes. the hard work, the administrative stuff work first, and then you have the freedom then to say, well, look at my calendar. I have the most important things in there. Yeah. And then now I have all this free time to be able to spend uh, with students. It's almost like the structure facilitates the relationship or the, the administration is what allows you to take relational moments in your going because you've taken care of some stuff ahead of time, right? Oh, 100%. If you're, if you're doing the work, and those are the things that we, we'd rather watch Netflix. We'd rather uh, be watching YouTube videos. We'd rather be doing a lot of things. And I Rollerblading. No, rollerblading. no one rollerblades anymore. Rollerblading, sure. Mark DeVries does. Oh, that's true. That's right. He does. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, but whatever your jam is, whatever you're into and you want to spend, that's leisure time. That's fine. Uh, but, you know, if you're not getting your, uh, your administrative stuff done, yeah. Uh, that's going to cost you in the relationship part. That's uh, so true. That was so me for a lot of years. I'd be running and running and running and doing my admin stuff instead of delegating or yeah. getting it done ahead of time. And I did. I missed out on conversations with kids because I had to get from this place to that place. And that's such a good point, Paul. And I mean, honestly, I think, Mark, you made mention of this, you know, that it facilitates relationship. The structure does. And we see that yeah. with the Jews and their relationship with God. When God gave them Torah, he gave them instruction. He gave them the structure and the calendar and all of that. And so, Paul, this has been a super fun discussion. And we are going to bring some more awesome to the table next week with Paul. So definitely get connected with Paul uh, at thedisciplesproject.net. So, Paul, thanks for being on the show this week. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Wasn't that interview a lot of fun? I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed doing the interview. And I hope, like I said, you're going to go by to First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe over there. Great stuff there. And there's stuff on the beginning part. I had to cut it for time. But there is a great beginning part, uh, a great little deep dive into uh, you know what the Bible's talking about as far as organization. And, and Mark visits some scriptures in there. So I'm going to encourage you to go over there and listen to the whole episode because uh, it is really, really good. Uh, I hope that you go by and you will get the youth ministry playbook for your youth ministry. It's still January. It's okay. You're fine. Just because it's not January 1st, you can get organized today. That's the deal. You can do that. Nobody's stopping you. So go ahead, get organized and leave some room for creativity to happen. And as always, if somebody or somebody's have not told you lately that you're doing a good job, let me be uh, one of the first people to tell you today that you're doing a good job, that the work you do matters, that you ministering to students matters. Once again, if you listen to last week's episode, I am back in the game, folks. I am back on Wednesday night meetings as a part-time youth pastor and hanging with students. So all that information that I doled out to you guys, I have to follow it as well. And I am doing my best to do that. But I know you're doing your best uh, at whatever you're doing. And so I want to let you know and remind you that God loves you, God cares about you, He cares about your family, and you're doing a good job. Let me leave you with a quote here from Orison Marden, founder of Success Magazine. He says, a good system shortens the road to the goal. I'm going to say it again. A good system shortens the road to the goal. And listen, I know you want to achieve your goals this year, but let me tell you something. You got to be organized. You got to have a good system to be able to reach that goal. So go get organized, use my playbook or use something else, but either way, get organized and that way you will reach your goals a lot sooner. And that's it for this episode. And I'll catch you guys in the next one. 
We'll talk to you later.